1: Today, the Adam Ritz Show is in Logan, Utah, on the campus of Utah State University, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. What a great audience. And the uh, show continues to travel the country to find community service, leadership, philanthropy uh, on college campuses and today we found a great story within Chucky Keaton. Hi Chucky, how are you?
2: Doing good, how about you? I'm
1: fantastic. Uh, you've been nominated by uh, your team to be your spokesperson to talk about some of the service projects you guys do. Before we get to that, tell me about uh, the team individually. What position are you? What year are you?
2: Yeah, I'm a senior, uh, play quarterback and uh, so far the team's doing pretty well. And your best uh, personal moment, triumphant moment on the field? Uh, being Utah in 2012, probably.
1: Okay. The Utes go down, thanks to Utah State. Okay, so we move on now to uh, community service. Off the field, there's a lot of great stuff that a lot of athletes do across the country. What are you guys doing off the field?
2: Uh, what we're doing, we're, uh, we're going to elementary schools. We're reading to elementary school kids. We're uh, doing the stuff of bus. We've, we've done that a few times. Uh, we're just reaching out to our community in different parades and, and whatnot, and we're just trying to help in every way we can.
1: You guys go into an elementary school with your 20 inches of neck meat, uh do these kids like they look at you like you're superheroes
2: yeah they definitely do it's uh it's great to just reach out to them and they they look up to us and they get to come to all of our games so it's kind of like meeting one of their heroes so it's uh it's really cool to reach to them
1: now this would happen to me i'd get nervous reading a book to a group of elementary kids that i'd come to a word that i didn't know how to pronounce does that ever happen
2: yeah you just gotta make (laughs) them read it see if uh see if they can figure it out
1: All right, we'll continue the great work here in Logan. Uh, Good luck with your studies and on the field with the uh, Utah State University Aggies football team. Let's have a round of applause for Chucky Keaton and all the Utah State University athletes here. Thank you so much for hosting the Adam Rich Show
0: fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show.
1: All right, the broadcast rolls on from West Lafayette. We're at Purdue University, and we're lucky enough to be joined by Valerie Nickel, one of the uh, team members of the Purdue volleyball team. Hi, Valerie, how are you? Good. I uh, w- And I should mention, too, that the entire team is here. Hi, ladies, how are you? Hey! Right, hey, and we are here uh, to highlight and uh, promote the... Um, Community service that the uh, Purdue uh, volleyball team has been up to recently. Uh, I hear there's a couple great projects going on. What do you want to talk about?
3: Uh, every year we volunteer to uh, at for the family fitness night at Glen Acres Elementary School, which is a local elementary school in the West Lafayette area. And we all go and we work different stations and kind of just help the kids like understand how important it is to live a healthy lifestyle and It's just, I mean, it's just a volunteer opportunity that we really enjoy and we've done every year since I've been here.
1: That's great to hear with all the child obesity issues that are happening around the country. uh, You said family fitness, so are there parents there as well?
3: Yeah, sometimes there are, but it's a lot of younger kids mainly.
1: Are you playing volleyball with them?
3: Yeah, that is one of the stations that and, we do.
1: And do you uh, do you spike it right down in their face? No,
3: no, no <laughs> not really. No, we're a little more cooperative than that.
1: Okay, and, uh, and so what are some of the other stations?
3: Um, we actually do like a color a plate where you realize like what kinds of foods you should be eating, and then we have like Shabam, which is kind of like Zumba, which is like a dance class that's exercise as well, cardio dance, I guess, and then um, obstacle courses and just more fun, interactive things to keep the kids moving.
1: That is fantastic to hear. And it's uh, Valerie Nickel from Purdue Volleyball uh, with Family Fitness and doing their part to help child obesity uh, here in the uh, West Lafayette area. What else is on the uh, docket for Purdue Volleyball as far as community service?
3: Um, Well, I mean, we also do like readings at Elementary schools, like Klondike Elementary School, we go and we read with and to the younger kids, normally around the second grade, just to kind of let them know how important it is to get your education and reading helps and all of that kind of stuff.
1: Do they, uh, what's their reaction when, uh, when a six-foot woman walks in with a big Purdue logo on her, on her chest that's getting ready to read to them? Are they, uh, do they just love that? I mean, you guys are like rock stars to them, right?
3: Yeah, they do like it, and they they kind of – it takes them a while to warm up normally, but they like um, the fact that it's someone new and a new face to kind of change it up a bit.
1: Is there pressure on you to not um – stutter or misread? If you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know this word.
3: Yeah, yeah, there is because you're reading books like Dr. Seuss that you've read a hundred times and you're like, okay, so why can't I read it like I normally read it? But
1: the pressure's on. All right, that's fantastic. Community service with Purdue Volleyball. And real quick before I let you go, uh, let's talk athletics. Uh, Eighth National ranking right ranked 8th uh, preseason 8th in the country. So this is going to be a great year for Purdue Volleyball um, You look at the schedule. What's the what's the game uh, nationally? We should watch the most
3: um, I think Penn State is televised and um, that's always a really good match and especially if it's On our home court with our home fans. It'll be a good match.
1: All right, Purdue Volleyball and uh, Valerie Nickel. Thank you so much <laughs>
0: It's socially technical with the Adam Ritz show. Facebook, Adam Ritz show, Twitter at Adam Ritz. It's social technically.
1: I'm in Columbus, Ohio with Stephen Ladd. Hi Stephen. How are
4: you?
0: Hi, Adam. I'm great. Thanks.
1: I am uh, happy you're here, happy you're uh, joining us on the program. We talk about a lot of social awareness issues on this broadcast, and we will uh, categorize you as health and fitness. Um, now, I want you to explain uh, not only to our listeners but to me what uh, you do with health and fitness from a holistic perspective. I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what holistic means, but um, you know, health and fitness to me is doing sit-ups and push-ups and trying to eat broccoli. What, what do you do with health and fitness from a holistic
4: perspective? Well, holistic, the word holistic is used a lot these days as far as um, marketing and terminology. It can mean different things to different people. In our practice, we focus on uh, the person as a whole, uh, movement and exercise is one portion of it, uh, posture, uh, awareness, uh, balance in the body right to left, nutritional food, proper water intake, uh, mental-emotional uh, stress reduction, parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, so the person can function uh, not just to build some muscle, not just to lose some fat, but also function uh, in all areas of their life at a higher level. I've seen you speak, and uh, one of the things that uh, made me laugh
1: is um, you showed a slide of um, posture, Sort of an x-ray of three different people, somebody sitting up straight, and then uh, the middle image was somebody kind of hunched over. The third image was somebody really hunched over. And i got to believe when you show that slide and you're speaking to a group of people, what's the percentage of people in the audience that immediately
4: sit up straight? That would be about 100%, 100%. of the people change, change <laughs> their seated posture. We work a lot with posture Um because it affects so many different systems of the body. It, it, uh, it's a cause of many muscle skeletal pain issues, it's a cause of uh, fatigue. Uh, when you're fighting gravitational forces in bad posture, you're, you're, you're more tired and therefore you're turning to more artificial stimulants, uh, caffeine and such, in order to uh, propel yourself through the day. Stephen Ladd is our guest. He is um,
1: a holistic fitness expert. What's the name of your company? Uh, the Human Form, out of Columbus, Ohio. Okay, and uh, is it uh, what's the digital website property name? Uh, humanformfitness.com dot com. Okay, and during your presentation, you also mentioned, um, and this is a big one for me. And I know I don't do it right, but you mentioned how important it is to drink water. Um, I think your statistic was you should drink half of your weight in ounces. So I weigh two hundred pounds. I should drink one hundred ounces of water every day. That's a that's a lot of water to me. And I'll admit it. I know I'm I'm disappointing you. I don't drink. Maybe that much water in a month. Um, I'm your new client, or you are trying to help me. What, what's your advice to a guy that's not really addicted to water? H- how should I tackle this task of drinking 100 ounces of water every day? And why should I? Why? How's that going to make? How's that going to help my body or, or my or my mind?
4: The the symptoms of dehydration uh, run about. 50 to 60 different symptoms, uh, ranging from fatigue to muscle aches to proper fluid uh, uh, through your body, uh, maintaining joint integrity, et cetera, uh, mental uh, acuity, clarity, learning, memory. And it doesn't take much. Two to three percent of dehydration in your body can affect your performance in all these areas. Uh, like with exercise, we start, start slowly. Uh, let your body adapt to, to drinking more water. Uh, start out with 15, 20, 30 ounces or so a day, especially in the morning when you break the uh, fast. At breakfast is when your body's most dehydrated, right. when, the, when you're most in need of water. It also helps to get most of the water down in the first part of the day so you're not up during the evening disrupting your sleep, which can also be detrimental to your overall health. Uh, a little pinch of, of Himalayan sea salt in your water will help you not go to the bathroom quite as much, shunt the water into the cells, which is also very healthy.
1: All right, there's a lot going on with you and your life. Uh, you mentioned during your, your live uh, keynote presentation that you spent time in a
4: monastery. Um, did I say that right? Yes, that's, that's, that's true. I spent some time in the East, uh, studied uh, comparative religions like, in, like, wait, in, 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 the, in the East. I mean, we're not talking about um, Virginia. Uh, w- where in the East? No, we're talking about uh, everywhere from Indonesia, Thailand, um, <laughs> India, and Japan. That is amazing. Yeah, it, it was an amazing experience. And you didn't speak for how long at, at one of these monasteries? At one point, I went on a 60-day silent retreat at a monastery, which does make it much easier to not speak when you're in a silent monastery situation.
1: So for 60
4: days, not one word, was there an accidental, <clears throat> did you cough or does that <laughs> count? Or? I think coughing was okay. I probably did occasionally, uh, but most notes as far as the food prep and everything and uh, other duties were... Were, uh, communicated via notepad. Was there a
1: time, was there at least one instance where you were reaching for something that was falling and then you were almost were like, hey, wait a minute, or you were gonna, just instinctively, we're going to verbalize something that you had to go oh,
4: and shove your hand over your mouth? I, I might have, I might have let a, uh, uh, occasionally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> things you can't really help but to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it was a fascinating experience though um, to it takes about a week or 10 days for the mind to really calm down, the, the chattering mind. And by not speaking, it, it certainly helps uh, in that regard. And talk
1: a little bit about when you pointed out at, a mon- at the monastery, you did five or six hours of meditation every day. And I loved when you said research shows you only need five minutes. Um, So you went overkill. Uh, Maybe talk about the five minutes of meditation that a guy like me or our listeners needs to, I guess, lower stress and and make our our lives easier and happier.
4: Yeah, you really can get uh, an awful lot out of just a little bit of uh, consistent time set aside for yourself. Uh, Meditation can be as easy as uh, focusing on your breath as easy as counting breaths for for five minutes, up to ten. Most people only get to two or three, maybe four, before their mind starts to wander. Um, We usually suggest a compassionate, bring yourself back to the present moment, which is why the breath is helpful. Uh, But there are a multitude of different uh, techniques that one can use, and you can certainly find one that is uh, more fitting for your personality. All right, we'll put a
1: link to your website on our uh, web page for this uh, broadcast. and po- We do all our podcasts uh, online as well at Um Before I let you go, your,
4: uh, I guess, Twitter or Facebook, do you do any of the social stuff? Sure, we have a Human Form Fitness page uh, on Facebook.
1: Okay, that's Stephen Ladd. I'm going to go drink 100 ounces of water right now. I'll see you in the bathroom. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam.
0: You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter.
1: Our guest is Anthony Costanzo for the uh, Indianapolis Colts in uh, Boston College. Um, What are you, six foot? nine 500 pounds what do we have here I'm six foot seven 315 pounds and uh, starting left tackle for the Colts and I want to talk to you not about football but about education Um, I recently became aware that uh, you're kind of a smart guy
5: yeah I I actually uh, it's funny because I take a lot of pride in both my my sports and my and my um, academics but Whenever I get into conversations with someone, I'll never bring up my sports, but I do brag a little bit on my academics. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. Most, yeah. uh, most kids in the United States, we, we dream of growing up being uh, professional athletes. Uh, I would guess mostly the NBA and the NFL. And um, I've heard you speak, and you mentioned as a, as a youngster, being in eighth grade, wanting to play in the NFL and wanting to cure cancer. And um, you're doing one of those things. You're starting in the NFL, and there's a chance you could cure cancer, isn't there?
5: Yeah, I, do, I I do have my biochemistry degree, so I mean, um, you know, after an NFL career, I could potentially go back to do some cancer research and, uh, you know, reach for that cure.
1: Now, isn't this selfish of you to actually play in the NFL? You should be doing that
5: cancer research right now. I feel like I've heard that before. Someone's like, "That's so selfish of you. What are you doing?" But uh, you know, it's it's I've got a long life ahead of me, and you can only play football for so long, and you're. Your brain stays a little bit better for a little bit longer, so I'm uh, taking advantage of the time I got. And what you did
1: at Boston College, uh, you mentioned that you were an All-American as as a freshman, a freshman All-American. You set the record for most games, started. Uh, Imagine how much better you would have been as a football player if you had a really cake-easy major. Yeah, I would have a lot more time to dedicate to football,
5: I can promise you that.
1: Now, compared to, um, you know, and I don't necessarily want to point out uh, student-athletes that don't have a difficult major, but... um, through your journey in college, could you really see the difference between you, maybe the guy next to you on the team that that wasn't studying as hard as you? I mean, that had to have made you a feel good about yourself and b, kind of not be uh, not have negative feelings towards that guy, but just kind of think, hey, why don't you know you're not working as hard as I am? I've got a I'm a biochemist and you're taking macrame classes. Come on, man.
5: Yeah, it's kind of funny because you don't usually associate biochemistry with swag, but when you're on the football field. When you, have, when you know that you have that academic background, you kind of have a little bit of swag about it on the football field. It's like, yeah, I'm a biochemistry major. What do you do? You know, because we're all football players at that point. Yeah. So that's the thing that actually sets me apart. Did you ever drop that line on the field to somebody? Can't say that I've actually
1: dropped that, but it's been in my mind. You've got – next – Will you say that on the field to somebody when they start, start talking smack? Will you say, I was a biochemist major. What were you? What were you doing with your free time <laughs> in
5: college? I was getting a biochemistry degree. That would be really funny. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, with your team, now with uh, Andrew Luck, uh, Stanford, I mean, this is a group of academic, This is You guys are a bunch of doctors. Yeah, we can have some good conversations in that locker room. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Our guest is Anthony Costanzo. And a lot of people, some of the organizations we work with, a big buzzword with them is, is mentoring. Um, when you look back on your childhood, high school, even at Boston College, does, does a mentor jump out to you? Somebody that really helped you, maybe get on the path you're on, and, and still means something to you in your adult life? Uh, well,
5: my entire family has kind of been like a collection of mentors. Um, you know, my parents have inst- instilled in me virtues and values that I that I hold hold to this day. And uh, you know, my brother's four years older than me, and and he was kind of like my he kind of set the bar for me. You know, I, it was always. Because he, he was extremely successful, extremely intelligent. I'd always kind of be trying to, whether he knew it or not, we were in competition. So, you know, I was always trying to reach up to that bar. And uh, to have something like that set the, set the road for me was nice. Fantastic. Well, I see you're on Twitter. What is your Twitter uh, at mention so we can follow you and see what you're up to? Uh, my Twitter is at Anthony Costanzo. It's just my name. It's easy enough. Oh, that's very easy. At Anthony Costanzo. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for your time. And go Colts. All right. Thank you. This is Anthony Costanzo, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. And we are rolling
1: now on the campus of Ball State University with Nick Arcolio. Hi, Nick. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Nick is the Philanthropy Chairman of Sigma Phi Epsilon at Ball State University, and we bring you on the show to talk about your philanthropy here at SIG EPS here at Ball State. Uh, But before we do, i got to talk about your name, Nick Arcolio. What a cool... (laughs) (laughs)
6: mob-esque <laughs> name you have there. Arcolio, yeah. Uh, everyone always pronounces it Arsolio, Archeolio, but you got it right on the dot, first and, time. Arcolio
1: is such a, it sounds famous, but I'm I'm going through my brain, I can't think
6: of any celebrities or notable people with the name Arcolio. Well, is you there? Know, uh, my dad used to be in the mob, you know, way back <laughs> in the day, uh, Corleone's, all those good guys. Um yeah, we used to run the mob back in the day. No, no, <laughs> there's no no famous feel. I don't think. Uh, do
1: you have um, uh, the and Nick, Nick Nick Arcolio? K- tell me some of the other names
6: in your family. Um, well, Charles. Uh, oh, that sucks. No, no,
1: no, Charles. Get rid um, of Chuck.
6: My middle name is Guy, short for Guytonio. Um, that was my <laughs> that was my grandpa's <laughs> older name. Yeah, every time I say Guy, they just laugh at I me. Mean, like Guy, really? But no, no, yeah, no but Guy-tonio? Uh, Guytonio, really? Guytonio. That's how you say
4: it. So, wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so definitely Italian. Yeah. Well, I have a good time uh, talking to people like yourself, coast to coast, and meeting interesting people, interesting names. Nick Arcolio totally. is our guest, campus of all state, again, with Sigma Phi Epsilon. And I want to talk about the philanthropy you do. Uh, is, there,
6: is it ongoing through the semesters? Is there one big shot you guys do? Tell us what you do here. Yeah. So every fall, we have something called Nightmare on Riverside. Basically, we pair with the sorority And that sorority and our fraternity group together to raise money for youth Aids. And what we do is we deck out our house, which is on 1101 West Riverside. And we go out, we buy decorations for the house. We make it super, super scary. We charge $5 to get in, and we have the members come in through the house. They go right down the hallway. They go downstairs in the basement, make a couple turns here and there. By the end, they're teeth are shattering. I mean they do not want to come back, but for some reason they always come back. It's just the thrill of the ch- it's just the thrill of it. So, it's a great philanthropy. Like I said, every fall, um and yeah, it's a great time. And you do it uh obviously heading up to Halloween. So is it like a 2 week period before Halloween, a week? Um it's a it's the week before Halloween and it's 3 days. It's Friday, Saturday and Sunday before Halloween. Correct. And yeah. So I imagine
1: um the Greek system, all the other fraternities and sororities, you know, they, they come through and enjoy themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, general campus, general students come through. Right. What about, like, just, you know, off campus? Do people drive from the outskirts of town and bring their kids, and is this all
6: ages? Oh, most definitely. It's super popular. Everybody tells everyone they know, and we have a couple of Muncie locals in the fraternity, so once we tell them, they kind of tell their high school friends. I went to, like, Muncie Central and Delta and... So it really spreads out throughout the campus and throughout the community, and it always it turns out great numbers every year. How much work is it for you for oh, the man. philanthropy chairman? Oh man, it's it's a lot of work. Um, I, I don't even know how many hours we spent on it last year as a group. Um, the great part about it is everybody puts in like all their time that whole week, um, so it makes it easier for us to put on something. Um, That really turns out great numbers. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole week we just constantly are building, uh, making sure it's as scary as possible, advertising, all that. And um, another thing about this philanthropy is um, if you make a $35 donation, we're going to publicize the business's name. Uh, We'll put it on the shirts we make for the philanthropy. um, And we're looking into ways to even uh, publicize it better next year. So uh, it's it definitely has some advertising capacity for local businesses.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I can uh, I can make a donation and uh, we'll we'll talk about it on the radio show next year as well. That'll be great. Uh, I'd love to have the Adam Rich Show logo yeah. on the T-shirt. Yeah, thanks, Adam. That'll um, be great. So Now, I, just a, a safety question, yeah. okay? Uh, not to be the old man <laughs> in the group, but let's say you're building, you've got all these two-by-fours and wood, and you're building, you're making it scary. Right. Who, does somebody, is their job to come through the house and say, wait a minute, that's unsafe,
6: we can't do that, that's a fire hazard? Um, you know, every it's not a super, super, um, I don't know if you've been to any, have you been to the Verizon uh, Haunted House before? I've been to a yeah. few haunted houses, I mean, yeah, and some of them are traps. Right. Um, <laughs> we don't touch you, and we don't actually, I guess, um, do anything that would remotely even come close to hurting you. So we don't have have you to – we don't require you to sign a form or anything like that just because uh, it's just a pretty basic. You walk through, we're going to jump out, we're going to scare you, we're going to – show you some cool stuff but i mean yeah, it's overall a very safe event very good okay nick arcolio arcolio guy tony guy tony <laughs> yeah that's
1: it well thank you for joining us uh, let's keep in touch let me know about uh, next fall and uh, we we can do a, maybe we'll do a broadcast at the event as well definitely sounds good uh, before i let you go real quick the the money raised is for children with aids yeah youth AIDS. about how about how much uh, you think a- is that is that an actual like
6: the title of the organization, Youth Aids, right. so if it's we go to youthaids.org? Yeah, it's, it's um, youthaids.org, and all it is is um, we, we actually raised over $2,000 last year for the philanthropy. It's SIGEP's uh, philanthropy at Ball State, um, and, yeah, it's a great foundation. We just want to help out the kids and make sure um, as many people can help us as, uh, as possible.
1: All right, Nick. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Adam.
0: Get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. We have a lot
1: of talented people from coast to coast that contribute to this broadcast. Nigel is a regular contributor, and he has a pretty interesting conversation with health and fitness
7: expert Sean Foy. Hi, Nigel. Sean Foy, what's up, man? How are you, bud? Hey, I want to say thank you for sending me your book. Uh, I got it in the mail a couple of weeks ago, The Burst Workout, The Power of 10-Minute Interval Training. Yes. Um, Sean, let me just, can I give you a a little bit of my background? I'm a 38-year-old rock DJ, been doing it for 20 years, maybe carried some bad habits from my 20s into my late 30s. (laughs) I'm staring 40 in the face, man, and um, dude, I need to make some changes. I got two kids, and that's... Kind of what fascinated me uh, when this interview came across my desk, it, and almost for a guy like me, sounds too good to be true. The ten minute workout.
8: Yeah, Nigel. You know that's that's. I'm twelve years your senior, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd be I'd be happy to help you in any to. way I can. Yeah, I'd Absolutely. love to. I,
7: I, I'd love to. So I, I'm I'm I mean the basic premise of this, and I haven't read the whole book, Sean, but I've flipped through it. Is, so the basic premise is. You can work out anywhere, anytime for 10 minutes a day and see results if you stick with it?
8: Absolutely. In fact, you know what we're, we're finding, Nigel, is that for the ma- majority of us, we're, we're sitting way too much throughout our day, and it's wreaking havoc on our metabolism and our health. Um, you, you're right at that age, actually, Nigel, and maybe men, many of your listeners as well. I began to notice this right around 40. Um, my, my ability to, to keep weight down, to um, stay fit and healthy, especially as I began to get busier, have kids, and you know, just life began to get crazy. I began to notice it for myself, and I'm a trainer. Um, you oh, know, wow. So I, as I began to study how can we maximize an individual's workout, we began to study really a, a formula, a fast fitness formula that is 10 minutes in duration. You can even break it up to where you're doing a minute, a minute and a half, two minutes throughout your day, uh, and it can dramatically impact your fitness and your health.
7: That, uh, we're speaking with Sean Foy. He's the author of The Burst Workout, The Power of 10-Minute Interval Training. And The other genius thing that I liked about this is you, you mentioned you, you kind of break it down into four, three, two, and one minutes. For yeah. so so, for example, I'm like four minutes of high energy aerobic training, three minutes of resistance training, two minutes of core strength, and and, and one minute of stretch. Now, I I think I want to be cautious and say this isn't like a an, an easy fix. It is it for for a guy like me who's looking for kind of an easy way out. I mean, it does take work, right?
8: Well, you know, Nigel, I mean, I think anything worthwhile. Re- demands work there's no question i'm not going to you know say it doesn't because but it's the consistency if you could do a a little bit of movement every day and and we're going to show you in the burst workout book how to modify your diet doesn't have to be crazy and i think that's part of the challenge that in in my line of work we've created so so difficult of a workout typically 90 minutes long or an hour long and people feel like you know you can do it for a week But then what happens after that week or two weeks, we want to create a program that you can do for years, for the rest of your life. And that's the key. It's being consistent with activity. You're going to dramatically change your your health and your fitness.
7: Tell me a a little bit about the, you know, in your book, The Power of the 10-Minute Interval Training, you also, you mentioned diet just now. Uh, Can you give me some examples of of things you can do with your diet that can help you along if if you're doing the burst workout?
8: Absolutely. You know, one of the things, one of the rules we live by is, is you don't have to be perfect to eat healthy. I think the tendency is we all run to the, the newest diet craze and we jump full tilt into it. We do it for six weeks and then we quit. Our approach is, again, making just moderate changes, small steps, uh, same with your fitness, but also with your food. For example, one of the strategies we have in the book, we've got a number of strategies, but one of them in particular is to learn how to eat more burst foods and fewer non burst foods, so we show you really what are the best foods to really uh, cause your metabolism to work more efficiently? what are the foods that may have a tendency to n- really bring poor energy levels uh, to affect your your health? We, we, we show you literally how easy it is to begin to focus more on eating more more food but more burst foods as opposed to non burst foods, and we categorize them so you can see them really simply. So, for example, one of the key things that you can begin to do is just begin to slowly decrease the amount of sugar and carbohydrates in your diet. And if you're moving just for a little bit, Nigel, you're right. be- going to begin to see dramatic changes off the bat. Within the first two weeks, you're begin to, you'll begin to be- see changes.
7: Uh, Sean, tell me how um, people can get the video, the 10-day challenge in the book. Yeah. Um, tell, us, tell us a little bit more about where people can at least check it out and see if they're interested in it.
8: Absolutely. And I would encourage you, Nigel, and your listeners, be skeptical. I was. Right. I really was. Right. And they can go to our website, BurstWorkout.com. They can register for the challenge. It's all free. We'll send them every day a video uh, to show them what to do. We'll give them the coaching that they need. Um, and then if they want to, they can pick up the book, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you name any any retailers carrying the book right now. We're fired up at the changes that we're seeing in folks' health and fitness
7: absolutely sean i can't wait to put this out here for everybody and i wish you the best of luck with the book um the the website is what is it the
8: dot yeah. is that it just, just burst burst com. okay
7: sean thank you so much and uh we'll get this posted right away and i um i i, I appreciate the advice personally for me and i'm i'm really looking for a way to to, to shed a few pounds and, and be healthier and more awake and more alert so i i, I think this could be it
8: Hey, Nigel, stay in touch
0: with me, buddy. If I can help in any way, please let me know.
7: Absolutely, Sean. Thank you.
0: The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit AdamRitzShow.com.